You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptop C, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lies, music, and craft beer. I hope that you guys had an excellent time last night at the Vox and Hops Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. Mom and Dad are at a town party. That's right. It was a good old-fashioned house party last night. Jessica and I actually took uh, a Thirsty Thursday off. We were on vacation, so we decided to uh, take a break break uh, from Thirsty Thursdays for one week, and it was just a crazy after party from 8 p.m. onwards. Uh, I hope you guys had fun. I hope you guys behaved. I hope that nothing got broken in my house. Uh, We really, really uh, love Thirsty Thursdays, uh, but it was nice to uh, take a break, and uh, we will be back with you next week. On today's episode, I have a return guest. That's right. I don't have many return guests, but I was absolutely stoked and uh, very excited to uh, sit down with Brittany Slays of Unleash the Archers once again. She is a phenomenal vocalist, wonderful human, super stoked to have gotten the chance to sit down with her again. In case you missed it, last Friday on August 21st, they just dropped their new record called Abyss, which came out via Napalm Records. It is an absolute banger of an album. I love Unleash the Archers. I love Britney Slays. She is really one of the best vocalists out there, and uh, I can't uh, give her enough praise. So uh, here it is. This is Vox and Hops episode number 176 with Britney Slays of Unleash the Archers. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I am back with Brittany Slays of Unleash the Archers. Um, It has been almost two years uh, since I had you on the podcast, and I have conducted interviews with over 160 people, and you are one of five people that are return guests on Vox and Hops. Ooh, special. (laughs) Is that like... When you do multiple hosts of Saturday Night Live? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll, we'll get to that point. But uh, it is it is always good uh, to have a conversation with you. And when I saw you had the new record coming up, I was like, yes, here's my chance to have another chat with Brittany. So uh, let's start off simple. Let's start with a how are you doing? How are you feeling? Tell me about today. I'm doing pretty well. Um I mean, it's been super busy, so there's it's kind of like just keep a one foot in front of the other attitude right now. Um, you know, COVID isn't really doing anybody any favors, so uh, there, it's been difficult to get anything done, really. But um, yeah, so far, so good. And um, just kind of plugging along and, and uh, hoping that the release will, will, will be well-received and and uh, just kind of fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly, really, yeah. Uh, let's dance into COVID. Uh, how did you cope uh, with social isolation? And how have you been coping uh, subsequently with uh, deconfinement now? Well, um, it was kind of difficult because we were on tour when all of this went down. And so we just basically had to like drop everything. We hopped on a plane. We flew home. The borders got closed. We had to quarantine for 14 days because we had just been traveling. So we couldn't do anything. And uh, it was just like watching everything fall apart right before our very eyes. It was like that. So the Dragon Force tour that we, we were on got canceled. The tour that we were planning for the fall as the release got canceled. Um, the plans that we had on the go for Europe got just thrown out the window. 
And then all the festivals one by one that we had confirmed for the summer just slowly started, you know, dropping like flies. And so it was kind of like weird. Okay, but we can get through this. And it's like everything's going to be fine by July, right? Hmm. Nope. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was really so like that first two weeks back was really just kind of like, okay, this is okay. We're going to get through this. And then by the end of it, it was just like, where's the beer? I do not want to talk to anybody. I'm just going to sit here and watch Netflix and get drunk all day because I am so depressed right now. <laughs> you know, like it was just, it was really hard at first. But um, then Napalm was like, hey, you're putting out a record in three months. Did you forget? And I was like, oh, right. And um, back at it, you know, just like, just, it was like waking up from a weird stupor and just being like, oh crap. Yeah, I got, I got stuff to do. <laughs> Whoopsie. It's it's very, very hard to, to we get so engulfed in these projects that we're involved in and to have the rug just pulled right out from under us. It takes some time to mourn those those projects that we had, those those plans. Dragon Force Tour was huge. When I saw you guys got that, I was so happy for you guys. So uh that it must have been just totally, totally I understand that you needed to mourn it. Yeah. And it was it was like we had done like not even half of the tour and all the rest of the dates that we had ahead of us were sold out. And we were just like, so looking forward to it. And then it was just like, honestly, what all we could feel was disbelief when we were sitting there at the airport and kind of like, wait, we're going home right now. This is over. And it was crazy. It was so crazy. Yeah. Uh, luckily for me though, I, you know, I just drink beer with people all the time. So I just dove into more interviews and actually started doing it like this over the internet, which is something that I would have never done before. It was always face to face. Uh, what do you have on your side that you're going to drink tonight, Brittany? Well, I didn't have any craft beers, so I have a white claw. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I literally, this is all that was in the fridge. I drank all of my beer on the weekend for the long weekend. And then I was like, okay, I, I'll, I'll just drink whatever I have in the fridge. And it's an IPA. And I just cannot do an IPA right now. They're so heavy. And um, so this was the other thing that was in the fridge, which they're really, they're the really tasty. I know it's horrible, but it's like <laughs> gluten-free and low calories. And it's brewed in Toronto. So go Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have bought one in the past because I saw the whole hype happening last summer through all my friends on the summer slaughter tour and it didn't make it long in my glass <laughs> it went straight down the drain <laughs> bad i mean i could i've definitely had worse much worse yeah what what fla what flavor is that one mango mango is my favorite okay so you know okay i had the pink grapefruit it didn't, oh, it no, didn't so work you for gotta me gotta have mango I am drinking a mystery brew. Oh no! <laughs> I I know what it is. I know what it is, but uh, it's it's uh, a very cool brew. It's a very good pilsner. Oh, nice! And uh, I'll show you the can art because the the branding is always on point. And this is from a Masorum Brassatorium. I interviewed them a few weeks ago, and they very very nicely hooked me up with a can before they had a chance to put a label on it. Uh, Masorum Brassatorium is uh, Montreal's Quebec's premier top craft beer bar right now this is their ilete in fois soif pilsner 4.4 abv perfect for a monday night yeah see with Brittany slays up pilsner <laughs> would have been real nice 
but I didn't have that. That's why I chose it. That's why I chose it because last time I remember you you were not into the IPAs. You don't like the the bitter bite, and you don't like the stouts. So uh, let me pour this out, and I let me ask a it's a question that I have for someone for the first time. You know, second time actually uh, with a return guest. Has your craft beer palate? change or evolves since our previous conversation while i pour this out. well i wouldn't say that it's changed i've always been a really big fan of like the fruity wheat beers or like lighter blondes and that kind of thing but i definitely um i've i've kind of gone outside my comfort zone a little bit and i i'm drinking a lot more craft beer than i was before and like probably a lot of that has to do with coronavirus but um <laughs> i'm like loving the sours and i like uh, you know I've, I've found a few ghost um saisons and things like that that are really tasty and i definitely i you know i've kind of I've branched out for sure before it was just like give me an apricot wheat ale or or give me a freaking molson canadian you know what i mean like i just couldn't um there wasn't really much else in between um, I, I'm actually totally joking. I would never drink a Canadian. I cannot stand those. It's more like a <laughs> Budweiser even. Oh, God, I don't know. Never, never again. Not since I've discovered so many tasty craft beers for sure nowadays. But um, yeah, I mean, it's really funny because I almost always have a sour like in my fridge now. And I drank them all, of course, this weekend. So I didn't have any of that this time, unfortunately. But um, I would say for sure, definitely changed. Grown. Awesome. I, I I would like to take some credit in that, but <laughs> cheers, cheers. Thanks for meeting up with me again and oh, sharing yeah, no a drink problem. and having a chat. Yeah, I'm stoked. Ooh, it's delicious. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect taste the cereal. Beer. The cereal. It's really good. It's been sitting in my fridge for, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beers don't sit long in our fridge anymore, that's for sure. It has been complicated. And uh, you mentioned uh, that you needed time to, to mourn what was going on, all the summer festivals. How does it feel being home for a summer? A lot of uh, artists that I've spoken to are just sort of appreciating the, the actual time that they have at home. Are you, are you enjoying that? <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> I mean, when we... Uh, because it's really just because of what we had lined up that I'm thinking more about where we should have been as opposed to what we can do or what, you know, what the options are now. So it's just kind of like, instead of, you know, touring around Europe, going to all these different festivals, I'm still working a day job at, you know, at home here and not doing anything fun and exciting. And, And to make matters worse, I had used up all of my like vacation time for the the oh, recording yeah. in January and then the week that we were gone with Dragon Force. And so all the rest of the time that I was going to take for the festivals was just going to be unpaid leave. So now I'm kind of like, oh, do I really want to like take unpaid time off right now? And because, you know, there's some cool things that we could do. We've been wanting to go, you know, to Iceland and we've been wanting to do like um, a trip up the coast into Haida Gwaii and you know there's a lot of stuff kind of that we want to do but now I just feel like I don't know it's weird we're at like this really weird standstill where it's like I totally don't mind doing that for the band but then now when it's like I need a couple weeks to do something cool I'm kind of like oh I don't know if I should take the time off and you know that kind of thing it's really weird where so I don't know I mean it's um 
I yeah would definitely much rather coronavirus had never happened. So yeah. I, I I agree with that as well, and and it makes me sad that that the lighting store doesn't excite you anymore, Brittany. <laughs> I mean, who'd have thunk it? Lighting. Oh. <laughs> uh, so you went back uh, with Jacob Hansen for this new record. Uh, was that an easy decision? Oh yeah. Yes. Well, and, and a, a lot of it actually was the fact that Apex and Abyss are one and the same. They're both telling, they're concept records that are telling the same story. And we knew that Abyss was going to be quite different from Apex writing style wise. So we knew, and like we had, it had always been the plan to go to Jacob for both records, but it was like even more important that we have that same kind of heavy, um, super thick style that he has um, just to make sure that the records really fit well together. It's, uh, you know, it's just kind of like we were trying so many new things with the synthesizer and seven strings and a lot of different kind of styles and that kind of thing. So we was just like, okay, well we need to make sure that they can still fit one next to the other and that people can listen through one into the other and it still makes sense and all that kind of thing. So that was a really important part of why we went back to him, but also because he's just so easy to work with. You mentioned last time that you you just loved the experience and that you guys got in there and you presented your songs and you were expecting him to have some some critical input and he was just like, no, let's just record it. Was it the same this time, even with all these uh, extra uh, creative uh, new ambitions that you were bringing into it? Yeah, I mean, it was very similar. It was just kind of like, you know, we'd ask him about something. Be like, ah, oh, do you think this is right? He'd be like, no, man, song's perfect. He's like, the way you wrote it is good. Let's just do it. Let's focus on getting the best take, basically. And uh, and so, it was, yeah, it was very similar. And this time, maybe he he was even a little bit more open to um, kind of on the creative side of things, harmony-wise. So, like, I had most of the, I would come in with all of my harmonies written, and I'd be like, okay, that's it. And he'd be like, is it, though? <laughs> and he'd be like, let's do another one. And let's do a little bit higher there or whatever. And, but then there's, <laughs> then there's some songs where he, I was like, I, I no, no, sorry. got one more. He's like, what? Really? <laughs> He's like, okay, let's do it. And uh, it was just really open and easy and fun about it. So it was really an awesome experience once again. Yeah. Did anything change for you heading into this record, your approach to this record ver- versus apex? Did you change uh, any of your, how you wrote stuff? Uh, sometimes myself from record to record, I switch up how I write my lyrics. I either come with parts first or words first. How about you? This time, actually, for the most part, because it really was based on a story, like super story oriented. Um, there was no songs where I was like, I would really like it to be the chorus like this kind of a thing or any of that. It was basically just here's a story, Andrew, go nuts. And he just wrote a bunch of crap. So it was all melody first. I really just was like working on making sure that my voice melds as perfectly with the song as possible. And then all the lyrics came afterwards. And like before it was kind of like, um, okay, so I know that this is going to be the chorus because I need to do this, that or the other. And then it's just like making sure that I choose to set, you know, the right words or put the right vowels in the right places. But this time it was very much just melody 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 it was so important to me to have like choruses that are catchy and verses that you want to sing along with and it was like all about making sure that the record felt like one big sort of cohesive sound and then the words just kind of 
came after. Yeah. Is that something that you would like to continue in the future, uh, coming more from the melody side and then melding your lyrics to that? I think so. I mean, it, I feel like it worked. It wasn't, um, for the most part, like the, the, the part first thing was always because I had a very like specific kind of chorus or something in mind, or the pre-chorus has to go like this or whatever. And that's, and I just didn't have any of that on this record. So that could change. It could be like, you know, the next thing that we do, I just like, Oh, I just really want to try a thing that does this. And I was kind of thinking in my head, it would go like that. Andrew, can you write around it? Which I always had a couple of those on every other record before. So, um, you know, it's very, you know, I'm not going to rule it out, but I, I really enjoyed the way that Abyss came together. So it's probably my, my preferred way. Yeah. And when you finished Apex, was it in your mind that you were going to do a continuation concept, a continuation of the concept? Yeah. The, the story was written together. So I did Apex and Abyss and then, but, and originally we were going to do them as like two discs and be like, have this huge record that we're going to put out. But the napalm was like, you know, (laughs) we got a deadline here. (laughs) And so we were kind of like, okay, we don't have time to write that many songs. Let's just write apex right now. And we focused uh, like on writing the songs for apex first, apex first. And then the story for abyss changed a little bit after the writing process for that happened because you know, they'd come up with a riff and I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he's doing something else now in that song because of that riff. And so little changes there rippled into Abyss. So there was a few story changes before we sat down to write Abyss as well. But for the most part, the the, the underlying part was, was written all together. Yeah. Very cool. Are you ever going to, uh, do you see yourself in your, in your life putting out like an actual book because i know a lot of your lyrics uh, go deep into the, the the realms of fantasy as we spoke about last time do you think that you could ever think you're putting picture yourself putting out like an actual novel yes very much so it's just a matter of time <laughs> um <laughs> i really want to do like a two two book graphic novel set for apex and abyss and have them kind of come out as oh, come cool. out as like a little package deal kind of a thing um because there's so much that you can't say in music. It's just too hard. Uh, so that's really, I kind of want, I, I just want to be able to show people what like really going on in my head and what these people look like. So that's why I want to do it as like kind of graphic novel style. And there are people out there that are probably might ruin it for them a little bit because it's all about being able to attribute your own meanings to the songs as well as hearing the story behind it. So I don't really want it to be like super literal. Um, but for those that are interested in really kind of understanding what I'm seeing in up here, that, that's kind of what that's all about. Yeah, basically. Um, so maybe, I mean, God, hopefully one day, maybe when we have nothing to do in the fall because you can't tour or anything and the album will be out and all that'll be done. I'll actually have time to write it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have, uh rewind back to when you came out of your your morning coma and napalm was like you got a record coming out what was the first thing you do i noticed that you started doing some twitch streams i don't know if that coincided with that to keep in contact with your fans um tell me about doing that is it something that you enjoyed what else did you guys do just keep in contact and keep promoting this record if you can't tour it 
Yeah, no, that's that's really what happened. I started a Twitch channel right when I got back. It was Andrew actually was like, I'm doing Twitch. And I was like, that's such a cool idea. I was like, but what am I going to do? Because Andrew was like this virtuoso songwriter, prodigal, whatever, prodigal son type. And so he just sits down and writes music and, and he could sing and all that stuff over it. And he, like, he's just amazing. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I can't do any of that. <laughs> but I love gaming. I'm a big, I'm a big gaming nerd. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And I started a channel, like, right when we got home and played, like, or did, like, one stream. And then all the news started coming in about the festivals and everything. And then I was just like, I'm never streaming again. I can't face the world. You know, it was horrible. And then <laughs> Napalm and all that stuff. And then I was like, yeah, yay, let's do this. Let's play video games with my fans and hang out and talk about the new record and everything. And, yeah, and, like, right away, immediately, um napalm was like let's do this earbook thing and it's i don't know what the word really means but it's like um it's like this art book of the whole record and that really coincided with me like coming out of that sort of dark place that i went to because i was like well what can we do to make it special it's just gonna be photos and lyrics and stuff and i was like oh i need i should write the story so i wrote abyss in like short story form so just like one little page for every chapter slash song and that really helped kind of you know bring me back out into the world and so i like focused on that for a really long time worked on that made it really cool worked on all the artwork worked on all the merchandise got everything all ordered and and then in the meantime on my nights when i would give myself a little bit of time i'd twitch stream video games and was playing like um metro 2033 and Zelda and The Last of Us and all that sort of stuff. So it's getting really busy again. So I've been, I'm having trouble finding time to stream, but it's definitely something that I want to keep doing because it's just so much fun. And like you got people that are, that are, you know, just stoked to be there hanging out with you as if you're in the same room together, really. And it's, it's just so much fun. It is crazy what technology has brought us during COVID these human interactions that are you know capable thanks to technology that had COVID had happened let's say 20 30 years ago we would be much more isolated oh yeah can you imagine COVID without the internet <laughs> I would have imagined or like COVID would dial up so it's just everybody smashing throwing computers out their windows because no one can, <laughs> no one can get on the internet oh man yeah that's crazy um i i just love like how everyone's talking about all the great music that's gonna come out of this it's like is there really though because pretty sure everybody's just drunk all the time you know <laughs> <laughs> lots of good ideas lots of uh collaborations yeah. i don't know about you but i'm in i'm in a few bands now thanks yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> exactly right like it's i mean it is it's gonna be crazy to see what comes out of this and i know personally i i never would have thought to twitch stream before and it's like been one of the most awesome things ever and the whole community is really cool and i've found a lot of cool streamers that i love watching and also like youtube a lot of cool content on youtube that i because i have the time right to to check it out i don't probably never would have found them without you know this happening so and there's probably a lot of people out there that never would have made a YouTube video or started a Twitch stream or sat down and wrote that song without this. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, the positive things that come out of everything. And that's what we have to focus on. We have to focus on the positivity, 
keeping the hustle going. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers that mutual friend of both of ours actually is a uh, Mary Z from voice hacks massive shout out she's uh, she's great she is great and she started back up again because you know she was getting busy for a while there so I'm really excited to see that she's back on there uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about was there ever a time of talking about uh, postponing the record is that something that you guys considered that you had a conversation with napalm about yes yeah napalm they well they did postpone it it was originally gonna come out in July and then really okay yeah so when all this happened they pushed it back a month and then things sort of started like clearing up or whatever not really but um you know a couple places starting started letting up and uh i think basically what did it was the the manufacturers over in europe opened up again for cds and records and all that sort of stuff so everyone was like oh okay so we're kind of getting back on track here and uh, they were like, but we're still going to keep an eye on it, maybe push it back. And I just kind of went back and was like, can we please not? I was like, let's just see how this goes. I personally know I'm starving for new music right now. Every Friday I am going to my Spotify like, okay, what's new? Like, who's got the next cool new single? You know, like, oh, shit, Cataclysm. Awesome. Like, woo, let's go. And I'm like that every Friday. So I was just kind of like, this could be a really good thing. And... But then the downside is also no one's got a job. So is anybody going to be able to afford to buy anything? And I don't really know. But I was like, let's just <laughs> let's just let's not push it back anymore. I was like, and and if we do, like people are going to be pushing lots of things. Lots of bands have pushed things back. Some are like 2021. So it's kind of like I'm like, we're going to probably have a hard time getting a slot if we, you know, it's either we leave it as it is or we push it way back into a time when you know not every metal band on the whole world is releasing an album because that's totally absolutely going to happen it is going to be insane yeah. for record labels to get all the scheduling so that everyone gets their fair piece of attention yeah. that they deserve because uh, i am the same on fridays i wake up and i always check and see what's new what's going on yeah and uh it would be sad if we got to a point there was nothing yeah right <laughs> and yeah and, and, and so uh, yeah i was just kind of like can we please not push it back like <laughs> they sent an email being like we're still not sure about announcing this date and i was like come on guys like let's just let's just take a chance on this one see what happens plus 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 for you guys you know it's like uh, every record is like a baby and here you are you're holding this baby for so long you're so close to it you want to get it out to the world oh yeah oh yes and it's been so hard and like even um i don't know if you saw my facebook post but when we finally were allowed to say the name i was just like abyss 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 fuck this fucking word you know like so constantly not being able to say it so <laughs> like finally I just, seasons in the <laughs> i just can't even yeah couldn't even handle it anymore and like so many people were just like messaging us like what's the name of the album like i can't tell you like do you know how much trouble i get it <laughs> so it's pretty funny but yeah no absolutely you don't want to hold on to these things once you've made them you're like okay i want to know what the rest of the world thinks now can can we get the rest of the world in on this please so yeah do you still get nervous when you release a record? Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. It's like, how many hours of work <laughs> that it's just now being laid bare in front of everybody? And like, okay, tell me what you think. 
that's please don't but you're gonna anyway you know kind of thing <laughs> if it, you you never know you could feel like you have written the greatest thing ever and the rest of the world could be like what is this like where were you when you wrote this you don't know <laughs> there's no way to tell so yeah it's always nerve-wracking for sure it's, it's difficult to, to 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 lay your heart out there for people totally yeah and and the, and the what's worse is that but the way that this world has gotten everyone's business is everyone's business. And so like everyone feels like they can have and and not that they can't have an opinion, but it's just that everyone feels like they can voice that opinion on the loudest stage ever. Whereas before it was kind of like, you know, you'd get the reviews from magazines or whatever. And that's, that would be, what, you know, if there was a bad review in a magazine, it'd be like, yeah, sure, okay, you know, a couple hundred thousand people are going to see this, but it's not that big of a deal, as opposed to a couple hundred thousand people posting their shitty reviews all the time, every day, you know what I mean? And it's just like, now, there's always been in this world a varying degree of opinion, and now it's just like, everyone can see it, and it's all out there for the world to see. So, like, really, it's gotten to the point where I'm just kind of like, I don't listen to any of it at all. Like even the most positive things, it's like, thank you. I really appreciate that. But if it's, it's gotten to the point where if you feel good about it, that's all that matters at the end of the day. It is. And we have to stand by our creations. And, uh, I was about to say that I really like the two tracks you released, but oh. <laughs> well, thank you. Yay. <laughs> I, I don't mind that opinion. <laughs> In lieu of not being able to tour and promote this, you are doing a live stream concert coming up, which is very cool. Yes, we are uh, doing the European Metal Festival Alliance thing, where you can so you can buy tickets for that, and then we're also going to do our own little album release show thing, nice. which we're just putting together, just putting together now. We should be announcing it pretty quick here with tickets and all that sort of stuff. So that's just coming together. Um, so that's going to be really exciting and interesting. We recorded the the European Metal Festival Alliance set beforehand, so that was just like kind of weird and and like we we started Abyss and then we screwed it up and then we were like, well, good thing this is a lie. <laughs> 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 it was like take two and then screwed it up again and we were like, oh my god, take three. Like, mind you, it was our first time playing it live, but it was just really funny. So we were like, holy cow, like. But, you know, it also is like we just would be so much better prepared, I think, if it was a real show. And, you know, we just weren't mentally prepared for what it was going to be like to play to our cameras mm. and be like, what's up out there? You know, hey, everybody. <laughs> you know, it's just difficult and weird. So it was kind of like took us a little bit to get <laughs> to find our bearings, really. I don't know if it's ever going to stop now, I think live stream is going to be something that's going to keep happening. And I don't know how I could perform a true performance to a room full of cameras. You know, a music video is one thing, but to do a whole show and to try to convey that energy and to try to engage a crowd of people sitting in their houses. Yeah. Right. This is one of those, one of those times where you wish that you were just like, I don't know, corpse paint, standstillers you know they're just kind of don't really never like their show is always like that but you being such a, an interactive uh 
vocalist and uh, the performer, it, it must have been difficult to, to get through a, a a cold, static room full of cameras. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird. And, you know, you say that you think that maybe streaming is going to be a thing for a while here. And I really, I mean, like, that's cool and all, but... God, I I wouldn't trade that crowd, whether it's three people or 300 people for anything, because that's really at the end of the day, like what drives me and what is, you know, the greatest part of this is sure you write all this music and you put all your heart into everything. But the best part is experiencing it with everybody else. And, you know, I just don't I, I hope that we don't that that doesn't become a part that we no longer get to enjoy. So. Uh, wear your masks and social distance for Pete's sake, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and don't go and plan tours too early, people. Yeah. I, I'm seeing all these optimist tours being announced. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's just to, uh, to have something announced to keep a hype going that they know is going to get canceled. But, but I think it's giving people false hope in the first place. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen. And I do think uh, live streams are going to keep going. And I think that uh, record labels are going to start putting it in record contracts. Oh, really? Because there's money oh. to be made. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's interesting. That's a really interesting thought. Um, yeah, because it's kind of like, well, if you can't get out on the, on the road and tour or whatever, or things are going on or whatever, yeah, give us a live stream and, and it'll be just as good or you got no record to promote right now, but we, we want people, you know, people love you guys. You're always really popular. Give us something else and kind of, yeah, I could see that being just another commodity that eventually gets. Yeah, exactly. No, that's an interesting thought. You know, it's always evolving and it's evolving very, very quickly over the past 10, 15 years, the record industry since the invention of, you know, the, how internet has been used. Everything's constantly evolving and this has forced people to, learn quite quickly on a lot of different fronts for sure <clears throat> got all these boomers doing zoom calls now you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> thank you zoom thank I'm you kidding. zoom for letting me do this interview. <laughs> let's let's turn this a bit more uh more bright a bit more colorful and happy for you uh what is the one thing that did make you happy throughout your time during covid uh, well, I mean, aside from Twitch, Twitch is pretty awesome. Uh, it really gave me something to look forward to, you know, when your favorite streamers are finally, you get that email that says they're live and it's like, woo, I get to go hang out. It's better than Netflix because it's, 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 it's alive. It is alive. There's people there on the other end of the line and, and you're hanging out with them and it's, it's awesome. Um, that's probably, yeah, kind of the thing that got me through it all. And also, I mean, this is horrible, but Flesh God Apocalypse had scheduled their tour to be right when I was going to be away for Dragon Force. And now maybe they might reschedule it when I get to be around and see the show. So like that was really I loved the Veleno record from last year and was like so excited to get the chance to see it live. And then when they announced their tour dates and I was like, no, I'm not going to be here um, I was like, okay, well, hey, now I might actually get a chance to see it because everything's been postponed. So that was like, talk, talk about silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, one last question. Um, what is your hangover cure? Oh, the couch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like a lot of water in the couch and Advil and maybe a grilled cheese sandwich or two. I think those are always really handy if you can keep it down. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> awesome. Brittany, Brittany, you're amazing. Always super fun to talk with. Uh, everybody, please Thanks, go. Daddy, too. Get the abyss. It is uh, everything that I've heard is amazing and I can't wait to hear the rest of it. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Cheers for hanging out with me again and being uh, Thank you for having one me. of the very few return guests of Vox and Hops. Woohoo! Cheers! <laughs> nice! Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. So much fun to sit down with Brittany. I, I you know, I felt her sorrow almost of uh, her mourning process is, is not quite finished about uh, all the cancellations, everything that they had lined up this summer. And I feel you, Brittany. Trust, trust me. Trust me. I feel you. Um, as an artist, it is uh, very hard to lose things that you're excited about. But they did just release that new record, Abyss, and uh, they actually did a live stream concert uh, in honor of that to launch it last weekend. It was super cool. Uh, I hope you guys had the chance to check that out. If not, uh, you should search the internet and uh, try to find it because it was fucking awesome. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I am uh, feeling a little better. I have gotten the chance to relax, recuperate, and I'm ready to attack next week alongside all of you. I have two episodes coming at you next week. Remember that this Vox and Hops episode is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. Until next time, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.